just say yes. You lead the way. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say that this life you gave is not my own. I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is yours. I'll just say yes. You lead the way. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say that this life you gave is not my own. I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Certainly our lives belong unto the Lord. Let's go to him in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. We are rejoicing. We're happy, Lord God, because of who you are. You're sovereign in our lives, Lord God. And we thank you for how you have blessed us to, uh, with the ability you have blessed us, Lord God, with a, a mind to, to worship you and the beauty of holiness, Lord, and to Lord Jesus and to the, the selection of song that has been ministered to us, Lord God, in, in your presence, Lord God, and Lord Jesus, and we, we feel and know that you are pleased, Lord, Lord God, and, and pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to go further in the service and bless those that are listening and those that will hear this message through the archives, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank God for... Uh, this day and what the Lord has done. And those of you that have tuned in to the portion of our Tuesday night Bible study inside the pages, a comprehensive look at the word of God as we journey through the book of Ezekiel. And, you know, want to note here uh, up front that Ezekiel had a hard task. For archive of the messages, uh, you can go to Connecting Truth and click God on Demand uh, we believe that you, you'll be blessed, and we certainly believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God in Jesus' name. I want to direct your attention to the book of Ezekiel, the 20th chapter. We've been in this chapter for a few weeks now, and certainly the Lord has something to say. And we should hear, the Bible said, be more ready to hear. Uh, and so we ought to uh, give an ear to what the Spirit has to say to the church. Uh, during not just these times, that uh, these troubled times that we're in, but we should always have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. There are a lot of things that are being said and a lot of things that are being done right in our presence and we're not aware of it. We didn't see it, we didn't hear about it. We were so busy with other things that we did not know the signs that are fulfilling all around us. Uh, one of the signs, the, the spirit of antichrist, that uh, that's a spirit of antichrist when any time a leader stands up and say that I am greater or that I have done more for the for the saints of God or the Christian community than Jesus Christ himself. Now, that's the spirit of Antichrist. Uh, when we read and hear about uh, chips that are being now placed into the hand of human beings uh, so that they can have a cashless and cartless society, that is a sign of the time. These are warnings. And so certainly the love of God protects us, protect those that believe. And the Bible says, if you love me, Keep my commandments. So therefore, uh, we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and so uh, in the book of Ezekiel, the 20th chapter, as I said, you want to keep your ears and your eyes open to what's going on uh, around you. And certainly uh, we, we don't uh, endorse dwelling on the news channels because 
the Bible said, think on those things, those things that are pure, those things that are joyful and, you know, Philippians. And, and so you might get a little bit of knowledge and information, but it's not something from that you're going to dwell on. Uh, MSBN and uh, CBS and all the different Fox News and different channels. Uh, you want to spend some time with your God. Spend time with your Lord and Savior. And the Bible said, I'll keep you at perfect peace if your mind is stayed on me. And God is able to do that. And he's able to keep our children's uh, mind because we'll help them by them seeing us come and having it and seeing that we have the assurance of our Lord and Savior in our lives. They'll learn as well because we're their examples. And if we're walking around frustrated and bent all out of shape, they're going to be frustrated and bent out of shape, too. But if they see that and know that God is able and that we're trusting in God, they, <coughs> excuse me, they will believe and trust in him as well. Ezekiel 20, 20th chapter, beginning at the 30th verse, it says, Wherefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Are ye polluted after the manner of your fathers, and commit ye whoredom after their abomination? And when ye offer your gifts, when ye make your sons to pass through the fire, ye pollute them yourselves with all your idols, even unto this day. And I shall be, shall inquire of by you. In other words, you're going to come to me now when you, after you've done all the things that you wanted to do. O house of Israel, as I live, said the Lord God, I will not be inquired of you. I'm not going to hear your prayer. And that which cometh into your mind shall not be at all. That ye say, we will be as the heathen, as the families of the countries, to serve wooden and stone. As I live, says the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out will I rule over you. And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein ye are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. And I will bring you into a wilderness of the people and will plead and I will plead with you face to face. Like as uh, like as I plead with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, said the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under the rod and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. And I will purge out from among you the rebels and them that transgress against me. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn. And they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, go ye, serve ye every one his idol, and hereafter also. If ye will not hearken unto me, but pollute ye my holy name, no more will your gifts end with your idols. Ezekiel had a real task to complete. And, you know, even just reading the book of Ezekiel, as you're going through the, the chapters from, that we've gone through from 1 through, uh, through the 20th, uh, you see that it was very difficult. This is a very difficult uh, task to complete. And so uh, uh, I, I can only imagine the necessity or the, 
uh, of the visions that God gave him was to stir his mind up to let him know that, look, this is real. Sometimes God has to visit us in a certain way to assure that we're not walking around thinking that, well, that's my own imagination or I picked up something that somebody else has said. No, you need to understand this is from the Lord. And so the Lord presents a certain presents his message a certain way. Now, we find that John, who was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, that uh, the Lord visited him and he sent messengers unto him. Angels visited him. Uh, one of the brethren visited him who he thought was an angel only to find out it was someone that had been saved and gone on into glory. And it was frightening. It was frightening. Some of the messages and some of the visions that God sent, even when Moses went into the mountain and the Lord told him to, uh, th that he's going to pass by. And it was a frightening moment. It was frightening to hear the voice of the Lord say, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. Uh, and this was a desert land that he had passed through and traveled many times, only to find out that where he was standing was on holy ground because the presence of God was there. And so God stirred up Ezekiel's mind by showing him a vision and allowing him to see the power and the magnificent of the Most High. Uh, this was uh, a man that was already involved in ministry and was very serious, but now he had a very serious and genuine uh, vision from the Lord. I'm only considering the message in itself, the message that he had to preach, the message that he had to teach and exhort to the people that said they shall know the Lord. Now, in this message of telling them that you're going to know the Lord, he had to deal with the backlash, the reaction, the hostile response that had to he had to endure as the messenger those things. And as I thought about that, when you look at the history of the messengers, the prophets, they endured uh, being talked about. They endured some very um, emotional and mental stress that was placed upon them. And God told them, as he told Ezekiel, he said, look, the people that you're dealing with are rebellious. The people that you're dealing with is hard hearted. The people that you're dealing with is, is fighting against me. So I'm going to have to do something to you so that you will not become afraid. Uh, the Lord told Jeremiah, he said, look, those people, and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. He said, those people can give you some looks that you will become intimidated. Don't allow that to happen. We deal with the same thing today, uh, that when you start talking about people uh, uh, sin, when you start talking about things that are not pleasing to God, and you instead of talking about plant a seed and have just have faith and, uh, you know, God loves you. And he does all of those things. But God also is a holy God. And so the Bible said without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So you want to be holy. And so uh, so when we talk about the fact that he had a message, it was a hard task. Now, and I'm not, not talking about the demonstrative portion of the message, the fact that he had to eat cow dung. I'm not talking about none of those things. And his mindset was, nonetheless, thy will be done. Ezekiel was committed. Pastors today have the same harsh uh, backlash. Ministers deal with the same reaction and the hostile responses that have 
gone on from time after time, even to this very moment, because they identified sin that was not pleasing unto the Lord. Uh, you could be up preaching a message, didn't have to be talking to anybody. And because God sends a word within the message that tells a person uh, what they should be doing, and you don't even know who the particular person is. Uh, and they will tell you that you are picking on me. No one's picking on you. It is God who is loving you. You know, the Bible tells us that if you are a child without chastisement, then you're a bastard. But if you receive chastisement, that shows love. And, and we know that even in our natural, that love causes us to straighten uh, the crooked way out. It causes us to correct. It causes us to straighten things out uh, so that we can be considered right uh, rather than wrong. How about you today? Are you saying not my will, but thine be done? According to the ninth chapter of uh, the book of Ezekiel, uh, there were people that said, not my will, but thine be done. Uh, the Bible said the glory of God uh, of Israel went up from above the chairman where it had been and moved to the threshold of the temple. Then the Lord called the man clothed in linen who had the writing kit at his side and said, go, go through the city of Jerusalem and mark and put a mark on the forehead of those who grieve and lament over the detestable things that are being done. Are you one of those that are praying against unrighteousness? Lord, bless our community to be right. Bless our community uh, and, and to stir up the mind and to change the heart of the pedophile and uh, stir up the mind and, and change the heart of the rapist, stir up the mind and change the heart of the thief and the murderer. Are you praying against those things? What about praying for the leaders? Lord, don't let the leaders be crooked. Those that wear the collar of authority, whether it is in secular society or in the church, Lord God, bless them and stir up their minds so that they live right, that they do what's right. They took an oath. They took a vow uh, and said that I'm going to do right. And some of them are doing wrong. Lord, bless them to straighten up to change their mind, change their hearts. I don't want someone that's wearing the collar of authority over me that's doing wrong. That's wicked. Uh, we don't want wicked leaders. So we should be praying against those things. Uh, the spirit of wickedness, not the individual, because the individual is not your enemy. But Lucifer, uh, Satan is the enemy of humanity. Uh, he's the father of liars and, and he causes people to lie and to do things that are against the will of God. That's what we should be praying against. The wicked spirit that is that at work that is at work in the community. Uh, that God would stir up the people to resist the work of the enemy. The Bible said those that were marked had met a certain criteria that God was looking for. They were saddened and cried out because of those that knew the Lord, yet they chose to live offensively toward him. Now keep in mind, God is talking specifically to the church in the wilderness. His message is not to those outside or those that don't claim to know him. It is specific to those that say that I'm a believer, I'm a follower, I'm a disciple. Uh, those that say I'm a saint, those that say that I'm born again, it is specific to them. Now, the children of Israel met all of that criteria because when they passed through the Red Sea, they were baptized. They were baptized unto Jesus Christ. 
uh, Jesus Christ followed them throughout the wilderness. For the Bible said that the rock, the rock that followed them was Jesus Christ. And so it is for this reason they were warned and eventually taken captive. Ezekiel was not a preacher of bad news, as some would quickly point out, but he was a messenger of hope that if you change, your, your life will change. If you do the will of God, you'll live in God. Now, you cannot put a square peg in a round hole and you're not going to put a round peg in a square hole. In other words, those things don't fit properly. Neither can you live in the kingdom of God doing any and everything that you want to do. It doesn't work for any of us. It don't work that way. We have to conform. The Bible said, uh, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so we have to transform into the uh, mindset that God wants us to be in. None of us are going to stand in God's presence and exist in his presence living any kind of way. Now, if you cannot live according to the word of God now, how will you be able to live according to his word then? God's not going to force you to do what's right. It is a willing. Those that are willing, those that are willing and obedient are the ones that's going to inherit the kingdom of God. When we look at what is going on, there is an analysis that has been made. You have to get the analysis to identify the problem in order to correct it. That has to be done uh, in a school, in a regular school. We do those things in the clinic. We do those things. And even in the church. That's why the Bible says that uh, the Lord spoke and said judgment begins in my house. There's an analysis going on. There's a review process. There are things that God is looking at and he doesn't look at our outward appearance. He looks at the heart. He looks at what's going on inside of us and how we're responding and how we're and what we're doing. God don't practice medicine. Neither does he practice psychology or ministry. He uh, he is the good doctor. Uh, we uh, a good doctor will ask a series of questions. A good mental evaluation will ask and proceed with a good amount of questioning. And the minister need to do the same as well as discernment from God. The Bible tells us in Malachi two and seven. It said, for the priest's lips should keep knowledge and they shall seek the law uh, at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Uh, Ezekiel, uh, as well as every other minister, should be at the feet of Jesus, asking, Lord, what is it that you want me to feed your people? The Lord had told Peter, he said, uh, uh, Peter, will you do you love me? And Peter said, yes. He said, well, feed my sheep. Uh, he told him that several times until it kind of got on his nerves. But he got the message that there's a job to be done, and that is to feed God's people. What are we feeding God's people? Are we feeding them truth? Or, you know, if you give somebody too much sugar, they'll have cavities. Or are we giving them a balanced meal? Are we giving them the right thing that they need? Or are we keep making sure that the wool that, that they, that they have, uh, is not, does not have ticks and fleas in it, doesn't have a uh, parasites in it? Are we making sure to create and, and have the bomb that is needed for the healing uh, when the enemy come against them? Are we making sure that that we keep them anointed? Are we making sure to cut the wool when it needs to be shaven? Are we making sure to keep the bear and the wool away? Are we making sure to protect God's people? Bless your Lord God. We need to make sure that we sit at the feet of the Lord and ask Lord, ask the Lord, what is it that is needed for your people? Lord God, bless your name, Jesus. Ezekiel uh, was, not the, was not the only messenger 
that was frowned upon. Jeremiah was also in captivity and he was abused and talked about, uh, cursed at, beaten and cast into a pit. Not many would have endured the persecution uh, that made it so difficult to minister the word of God. He had a hard task. It is not pleasant to be beat down, to be lied upon, uh, to be scandalized, scrutinized, and have others that say, you know what? The word that he is, the word that he is bringing is a lie. Uh, these ministers was called liars. Told that they, people told other elders and other ministers uh, that was in the in the captivity said, no, 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 it's, this captivity is not going to last that long. It's going to end shortly. And they built a false hope among the people. Listen, you need to understand that truth is truth. And no matter how far you push the bubble down, the bubble is going to rise up anyhow. Bless you, Lord God. Jeremiah. Uh, uh, said that he, he wanted to give up and quit because it was a hard task. And he said, but he couldn't because it was the word of God was had heated up inside of him. And it was it was a flame. It was like fire uh, shut up in his bones. And so he had to speak the word of God. You know, there are many that like to preach, preach messages that the word of God is like fire shut up in their bones because they're excited. Where is that excitement when things is going bad? Where's that excitement when things is rough, when things is hard? That's when the that's when the fire needs to flare up. That's when you have to take a stand. That's when you have to make up in your mind that I for God I live and for God I die. That the last words of my out of my mouth is going to say, "Obey God, do what's right, live right unto the Lord." Uh, listen, we right now we're going on and and they saying, "Listen, when you cough, cover your mouth. When you uh, wash your hands." But they're not telling you to wash your heart. You don't just need to cover your mouth and to wash your hands, but you also need to wash your heart. Amen. Because the heart is out of the heart is the abundance of life. Uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah took a stand. And because they took a stand, they wind up in the lion's den. Uh, they wound up in the fiery furnace because they dared to be different. Are you daring to be different in this day and time? My God, you got to dare to be different. Amen. People will challenge you, but uh, but that you need to be tested and tried. Now, God doesn't test you and try you with sin. Anytime somebody say, well, I, I, I sinned and I got out the will of God. You know, I, I just I had to can't help it. That's what they used to say. Yeah, you had to can't help it. And so therefore, the, uh, your clothes fell off you. You had to can't help it. And so you twisted the bottle off the top. You had to can't help it. And so you rolled it up and, and took it to the head. You had to can't help it. And uh, listen, God don't tempt you that way. The Bible said God doesn't tempt a man with sin. A man, a, a person is drawn away with sin because of their own lust, which means there's unresolved stuff in your heart. There's unresolved things that you have not dealt with, that you refuse to deal with, or maybe you thought you dealt with it, but you, but deep down inside, you know, you really didn't deal with it. Now, let me tell you something here. The enemy knows mankind. He's dealt with mankind since he was cast out of glory. And, and so he knows and understands the characteristics of man. And the only way to defeat him is by putting on the whole armor of God and holding fast to those things which you know, by being obedient to the word of God, by making up in your mind that for God I live and for God I will die. Bless your Lord Jesus. The Bible says that they dare to be different. You have to tell your boyfriend 
that you need to buy the cow or no more milk. Man, you have to stop being the cash cow and stack your cheddar instead of giving it away. Lips, hips, and fingertail tips is not going to do it. Your road dog that won't roll with you to church, you can't be rolling with them every place. You have nothing to prove to no one else. If you're going to impress anybody, impress God, impress your wife, impress your children, impress your boss, and most of all, impress God. And I guarantee he'll give you a raise. God wanted the people to remember and confess. He wanted to, because confession uh, uh, leads to salvation. The Bible tells us in Romans, the 10th chapter, and I'm going to be closing with this, but the 10th chapter, it's like Ezekiel and other prophets before me, not to promote me and not to promote them, because we know that we're nobody. We're, we're nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. The scripture says, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, let me clarify something here. You have to call upon the name of the Lord, and uh, that has already been established. On the day of Pentecost, they asked men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. Further down, after Peter had preached the gospel and the man had been healed, he said, neither is there salvation in any other name given among heaven, whereby ye must be saved. And that name was Jesus. Uh, the name of healing is in Jesus' name. I heard somebody uh, be offered a chance to pray for the nation, and they said, in the name of Christ. Well, that's not Jesus' name. That's a description. Christ is, means the anointed one. The Bible said that when the angel went to Mary and Joseph and dealt with them, said that his name would be called Jesus uh, because he would save the people from their sin. And, and so uh, also the Bible tells us that whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you cannot exclude the name of Jesus in what you do. And so those that call upon the name of the Lord, you should be calling upon the name of Jesus. Uh, how then shall they call upon him on whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our report. So then faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm just another voice in this wilderness, this, this concrete jungle that's saying, call upon the name of the Lord. I'm just another voice that's saying, if you put faith in God, God will deliver if you believe God, he will save. If you trust in the Lord, you'll be okay. If you believe that God is sovereign, then that should be the only one that you're serving. Don't serve your job. Do a good job. But I mean, don't make that your God. Don't make your car your job. Don't make money your God. Don't make anything a relationship your God. But serve the Lord God with all your heart. Believe in God. Trust in God. Know that God is able and that he will bring about deliverance. 
Congress. I believe that's what we're talking about when we say we're saved. We say we've been brought out. We've been separated. That, that when we talk about being saved, that we're talking about going to glory. When we talk about uh, that, that it's not all about this life, but I'm about that life. I'm about the kingdom life. I'm about the power of God. I'm about seeing what's on the other side. Mm, my God, bless your name, Jesus. That's what I'm about. That's what you're about. That's what you all of us know deep down in our Noah, within our Noah of our Noah, that we are nothing but dirt. But there is a spirit inside of us and that spirit leaves the body. And that's what we refer to as being deaf. At, we know it's a sad moment when we miss somebody, whether it's our parent, our mom, our, our father, our brother, sister, or relative that we have, have enjoyed our life with, uh, a loved one. But we know one of the hopes and, and, and things that keep me so encouraged is that soon and very soon, I know that I'm going to see uh, my mother, who I, the last time I saw her alive, the Shekinah glory was up on her. And the next day she told someone that I'm going, I'm walking with Jesus and she was gone. I know within my Noah and the joy that's rest in my soul that that if I follow the instructions and follow after those that have lived holy and lived right and those that have have gone ahead that I'm going to see them in the end. I'm going to see Overseer Irvin. I'm going to see those uh, Elder Irvin. I'm going to see those that I have known that have were mentored in my life that said, no, listen, young man, hate evil and love good. Hate the evil. Don't do it. Hate it, despise it, and know and love to do what is right in the eyes of God. That's what's going to make the difference in your life. And it has made a difference. And that's why I can stand today and say, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with your whole heart. Seek him and know that he's God because he's sovereign. Bless your Lord Jesus. Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer again. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Thank you and God bless you for tuning in and, and hearing this brief, brief exhortation of the word of God. Know that God is, 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 has your best interest in mind. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do, Lord God, and how you have blessed us this day. Lord Jesus, bless us to hold on to your word, to embrace it, and Lord God, to, to keep it as number one. We know that you uh, that you cherish your word above your name, and we know how you feel about your name, That Lord God, and we know that, that everything is going down except the word of God. Lord Jesus, that heaven and earth will pass away before one, one part of your word should go. Lord God, we thank you right now because we know that will never happen. Bless us to be found in your will. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll be careful to give you praise and to give you glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mighty God, bless you, Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. 
I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You paid the price for me way back on Calvary. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Amen. Join us again on Sunday morning at 8 a.m., Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. God bless you. See you soon.